discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Let's start with a lot of prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. For the ministry of your word, for the ministry of your spirit, we are grateful, we are thankful for your Holy Spirit who teaches us and guides us in every aspect of our lives. Thank you that your word proceeds with power, with grace, with love. We receive your word with meekness, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing concerning what? The word and the spirit, isn't it? the word and the spirit and uh, i started off by letting you know that what puts you over in life is your consciousness of who is inside you do you see whether you're a christian or not there are challenges in life that comes for everyone christian or not okay and you must you must know that that is how life is the fact that you're a Christian does not mean that you are immune from trouble. No, Jesus prophesied it and spoke about it. In John chapter 16, look at the very last verse of John 16. John chapter 16. I think verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have trouble, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Have you seen it? I don't know if you are seeing the verse. Are you surprised that it's, it's in the Bible? It says, these things have I spoken unto you. I'm speaking my word to you. So that in me, you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. The word tribulation, the Greek word for tribulation is thlipsis. T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. Thlipsis. And it means pressings, precious, trouble, challenges. Things will come. Do you see? Now, what will put you over? What will cause you to have success, to go forward? Life is not straight. There are all kinds of corners, caves. But you can make it straight by the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, let's read from verse 10. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Next verse. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Next verse. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Next verse. Then he says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. There's an evil day. Wow. Whether you are Christian or not. Last week I quoted Mark chapter 7 from verse 24 for you. Do you remember? The doer of the word. Jesus is the one who hears my word and does my word. It's like the man who built his house upon the rock. The rains came. The floods came. The winds blew and beat upon that house. Whether you do the word or not, the conditions are the same. The rains will come. The floods will come. All those things will come. The devil would want to take, kill your husband after two weeks of your marriage. Have you seen some evil? Yeah. Or after two years. All kinds of things would want to come. Now, what are you going to do when the thing... I just got a, a call that one of our uh, pastor's father, who I know very well, has just had an accident. You know, that was the last call I had before coming. And I said, he's fine. He's not going to die because I've had a vision of him in our meeting, chairing a meeting that we are supposed to have. So he's not supposed to die. Do you see? So I just told them, don't even think about anything. Just go and go and see. They, 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 so the, the people who picked, who got into the hospital are the ones who called. That's a very serious one, isn't it? 
but I'm not afraid. We are not afraid. I told him, Charlie, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Everything will be fine. How can you be confident in the, in the face of fear, in the face of seemingly challenging times? What is the secret? The secret is the spirit and the word. The secret is the spirit and the word. And this morning, I want to show you a lot more. I have so many things to share with you. I don't know if you have time for me. So he says, the wows, eh? the evil day. There's an evil day. Tell me about there's an evil day. But you can overcome in the evil day. You can have success in the midst of the evil day. By the power of the spirit and the power of the word. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 105. Psalm 105 verse 17. I don't know if you've heard of Joseph. Joseph had visions and dreams concerning his life and how great he was going to be. Right after having those great visions and great dreams, he was sold by his own brothers. The fact that you are anointed means that challenges will locate you. The anointing attracts challenges. You know, naturally speaking, life is, has issues. When you become a child of God and you hear the word of God, the word of God that you hear brings persecutions. I don't know if you remember, last week I mentioned it to you in Matthew chapter 13. I don't want to go back, so... But then the anointing, the anointing of God's spirit upon your life also attracts more things. As soon as David was anointed, the first thing that he had was Goliath. Even before Goliath, there was the bear and then the lion. Do you see? Then Goliath came. His success and his prosperity and his greatness was dependent on the challenges that were going to come his way. So challenges are actually bread. They are supposed to be bread for you. They are not supposed to put you down. They don't come to put you down and prevent you from going forward. If you allow it, they will put you down and prevent you from going forward. But if you don't allow it, they will push you up. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? So look at, Joseph. look at Joseph. The Bible says that he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. He was sent by God and he was sold for a servant. I mean, it's a, it's a contradiction. It doesn't even make any sense. He was sent by God and he was sold to be a servant. Next verse. Whose feet, this guy who was sent by God, had his feet hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. He was incarcerated. A man of God sent by God. Anointed of God. Seeing visions of the moon and the stars bowing down to him and the sun bowing down to him. Have, have, have you seen some before in your life? Joseph saw the sun, the stars, and all of those things bowing down to him. Worshipping him. The next moment, he found himself as a servant, as a slave. Look at the next verse. Then he says, until the time that his word came. There was a word spoken concerning his life. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. So the word of God tried, can you imagine? The word of God tried him. It's just like what we read in Matthew chapter 13 the last time. Maybe you weren't here, so let's look at it. Matthew chapter 13, let's read from verse 18. Matthew 13, 18. Hear ye therefore the power of the sower. Next verse. When one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So the devil is here to also, he's also part of the service today. Hallelujah. He's here to also take what you, as you are hearing, he's taking. So decide to understand. Tell anybody, decide to understand. Do you know how you understand something? You understand something by giving it attention. If you pay attention to it, you understand it. That's the first one. Then if you allow the Holy Spirit to give you understanding, you have more understanding. If while the message is coming, you are absent-minded, you are calculating a lot of things in your mind, how you meet your beloved, what you talk about when you finish. I mean, you are, you are setting yourself up not to hear anything, not to get anything by the end of the day. Then the next one says, but he that receives seed into the stony places, the same is he that hears the word, and immediately with joy receive it. This is the I receive it type of group of people in the church. I jump, I inject it, I do this, I do that, I do that. You are in the Bible. Look at the next verse. Then it says, Yet he has, has he no root, not root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word. So the word of God tries you. Be things come up because of the word. Challenges come up. You hear something concerning, your, concerning healing. You will see that your health will be, will be at stake at a certain time in your life. You hear the word of God concerning prosperity. You realize your bank is negative. When you put your ATM card into the ATM machine, the ATM machine rejects it. Card rejected. No money. 
but you have been told that you are the prosperous one of God. Wow! Is it not a shock? He says, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he's offended. You will not be offended in Jesus' name. So Joseph, who was a servant of God, had to go through things. But he held on to God's word. The Bible says, until his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. But he says, until the, word, the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. There's a time when the word starts working. The word of God is like a seed. The word of God is always compared to, spoken of as a seed. You don't see, I don't know which seed you plant today and start seeing it growing immediately. Maybe, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, there's this movie that they have. It's a story as well. Jack and the, and the beans to hand. That one. Unless that one. Apart from that, I have not seen any. When you plant something, it takes a while before it grows. Is it true? So he says, until that time his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Next verse, verse 20. Then he says, the king sent, when, the, when his word came, the king sent and loosed him. Even the ruler of the people and let him go free. He wasn't just made to go free. Next verse. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance. Wow. Next verse. He says, to bind his princess at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. The guy who was a prisoner. The guy who sent of God. Challenges put him into prison. But he did not give up. The Bible says that whatsoever it is, we are more than conquerors. In all things, we more than conquer. So it makes no difference what you are going through. Know that you are more than a conqueror. The word of God gives you a mindset. The, the purpose of, one of the major purposes of the word is to give you a mindset. It's to give you an understanding. If you read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. Look at 1 John 5, verse 20. He lets you know why, one of the major reasons why Jesus came. Jesus did not just come to come and take away the sins of the world. He did that. But that is not the only thing he came to do. Jesus took away the sin of the world. Apart from taking away the sin of the world, he gave us life. If you read in John 10, verse 10, he says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then he says, But I am come that you may have life and have it to the full, isn't it? Jesus lets you know why he came. He came so that you might have life and have it to the full. Have life and have it abundantly. He wants you to enjoy life. That is why he said, In me, you shall have peace. Out there you shall have tribulation, but in me you shall have peace. So go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. He says, and we know that the Son of God has come. Is it true? And has given us an understanding. He came to give us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. The understanding is that no matter what is going on, you are in him. Whether there are challenges or not, makes no difference what is happening around you. I am in him. I'm safe in him. I cannot lose whilst I'm in him. Do you understand? We are in him and he's in us. We cannot go down, no matter what is going on. Hallelujah. That we may know that he, we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in the Son, Jesus Christ. Then he says, this is the true God and eternal life. This is the true God and eternal life. So he's come to give us an understanding. What understanding? No matter what is going on, Christ in me, the hope of glory. No matter what is happening, Christ in me, the hope of glory. No matter what, what is happening, I know that my, the end can only be glorious for me. Makes no difference. So you don't cry. The Bible says, count it all joy when you go through diverse tests. Can you imagine? If you don't have the mindset of the word of God, you will cry it out in all, in all trials. You will, you, you will collapse in all trials. You will blame God in all trials. You will insult God in all trials. That scripture will not work in your life. Count it all joy. In other words, when you count, when you count one trial, you start praising God. Count it all joy when you go through divestors. Divestors. Wow. Are you going to cry when the challenge comes? Or you are going to be excited when the challenge comes? What are you going to, what to be your first reaction when you are told something bad is happening? Will you stand and, and speak? Or you will collapse? It's all, it's, it's all a choice, actually. God wants to, God has come to give us a mindset. Hallelujah. I've written my notes, so I want to go through my notes with you. Can you imagine? Today I have notes. Look at Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Will you collapse or you will stand when the challenge comes? Look at this. It says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, it says, your strength, not God's strength, your strength. You know, sometimes we feel that, oh, this one, God should have done something about it. God, should have done God has done what he's supposed to do. 
when Jesus hung on the cross, okay, as part of the understanding you must have, you must know that God has done what he's supposed to do. And God has given you the advantage in life. He says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. He knows that there's a day of adversity coming. It will look as though your marriage is slowing down. It's not coming. It will look as though something is going to happen. Will you faint? He says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength, not God's strength, your strength is small. So how can you make your strength big? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Look at Ephesians 6, 10. So I want to show you how you can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong, you, not God. You be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be strong. How can you be strong? You must be strong by the knowledge. You can be strong get, by getting to know what God has done for you in Christ. What does the word of God say concerning you? What does the word say concerning the Holy Spirit? What do you have? You see, there's, there's SWOT analysis, isn't it? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, strengths. The same applies spiritually. You should know your strengths. You should know your weaknesses. You should know the opportunities you have and you should know the threats that you have. And know how you can go over with the strengths that you have and the opportunities that you have. Hallelujah. So he's letting you know, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The word power is iskus. The word might is kratos. Be isku, the, the iskus is the inherent power of God. And kratos is the dynamic ability power of God. That's what he's talking about. He says, you be strong in the fact that God is in you. In the fact that God, God is in you with all of his power. God is not outside you. Remember, last week I quoted it for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you remember? 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Look at it. Know you not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth where? In you. He's not dwelling outside you. He's dwelling in you. He's dwelling in you. With all of his strength, with all of his power. How do, I, how do I put that strength and power to work in my life? That is what you should be asking yourself. Not why is God not acting on my behalf? Look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I have so many things to share with you. Let's read 19. Ephesians 3 from verse 19. It's an, it's, it's an understanding a lot of Christians don't have. There are a lot of Christians all around the world who feel God should have, They blame God for everything, that, every bad thing that happens. Meanwhile, the Bible clearly lets you know that every bad thing comes from the devil. And it also lets you know that you can create good for yourself. With your mouth. What have you been saying in your life? I don't know what is going to happen to me. I don't know if... The way the country... You see, one of the biggest challenges that we have in this country is the complaints we, comp, the complaints we make concerning the country and concerning the governments that come. Every morning. Do you, do you see what I'm doing? When you put the radio on, it, it just starts. Yeah. It just starts. This one is not working. This one is not, working. and we are repeating it constantly. Constantly. We don't know what's happening for the country. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. That is why things are not going well for both the government and then for ourselves. We had a, I had a very interesting experience this week, but I don't think I, I can say it right now. Maybe later in the future. He says, And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Then he says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. If it had ended there, then we would have put everything on God. If it had ended here, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, full stop, it would have been very powerful. Read the rest to me. One to go. According to the power that worketh where? According to the power that worketh where? According to the power that worketh in us. According to God's power that is at work in us. And how can God's power be at work in you when you don't even know that it is there? So the, the rate at which you get results in life is dependent on your knowledge of the presence of God in you and your knowledge of putting that presence or that power to work in your life. So you have a responsibility. God has done his. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as divine power has given unto us all things, not some things, all things that pertain to life, and godliness. He's giving us all things. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We have everything. Christ is in us, remember. Who is Christ? Christ is God. Christ is the anointed one and the anointing of God right inside us. He is not outside of you. He's inside of you. 
Ask your neighbor, do you know God is inside you? With all your some witness, God is inside you. Wow. Are you surprised? God is inside you. He says he has, he has his divine power, according as his divine power, has given unto us all things, not some things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything you need for your life, everything you need to live a good life has been given to you by God. It's all inside. Now, how do I bring it out? You need the Holy Ghost and you need the Word. If you read in Psalm 23, Pastor Kobe was mentioning Psalm 23 today, this morning, from verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, right? I shall not want. He maketh me, next verse, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the waters. Next verse. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, though I walk. So you walk through the, shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. It's, it's, it's part of it. Don't be a Christian who doesn't, it's like, oh, because I'm a Christian, nothing bad is going to come. You are doing peace sign when it is war time. So there are Christians who have difficulty praying. There's something wrong with your brain if you don't know, I'm telling you. You don't know that you're at war. You don't know that there's, there's a devil, there's someone who is scheming against you. And you're at ease in Zion. Your, your, your sword is bloodless. There's no blood on your sword. Your sword is a decoration in the spirit. <laughs> it says, yeah, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no, no evil. Why? For thou art with me. That is the knowledge he has. For thou art with me. Why would I, why would I not be, be afraid? Because he is with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me in the presence of my enemies. Do you understand? Look at the next verse. Thou prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup ran over. In the presence of my enemies, I'll eat. I'll eat. I'll be cool in the presence of the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid. Why? Because I know, I know there's something I'm conscious of. I know that he's in me. I know he's with me. I know he's going with me. I can never go down. Why? Because I have him. He's with me. He's in me. I'm going somewhere. Makes no difference what my environment is saying now. I'm going somewhere. My life cannot go down. My life can only go up. My health cannot deteriorate. My health cannot deteriorate. I only get stronger and greater by the day. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That is my life. Makes no difference what is happening around me. I more than conquer. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, yeah, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. He is with me. He is with me. Now your knowledge concerning his presence in you. Your knowledge concerning the fact that his power, he's in you with all of his ability. He's in you with all of himself. Is what puts you over. And where do you get that knowledge from? From the word. Who quickens that knowledge for you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So you become confident in life. Makes no difference what's going on. You are confident. You are confident. If there's anything you need to pay attention to as a, as a, as a Christian, as a child of God, these two persons, the Holy Spirit and the Word. The Holy Spirit and the Word. Let me show you some more. Never think that it's God's fault though. He says, if you fail in a day of adversity, then your strength is small. Not if you fail in a day of adversity, then God was not, God, God did not like you. God is angry at you. Why? Why? Don't, don't think like that. God is not angry at you. We are the beloved of God. We, just, we are accepted in the beloved. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, it lets you know that we are accepted in the beloved. Let's read it. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. So you are part of the beloved of God. He satisfies his beloved with long life. You are part of the beloved of God. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, he says, Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, lavished upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Behold, what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. We are the sons of God. Who hates his children? Do you hate your children? You don't hate your children. How much more God? He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more God? Who is the source? He's the, the word father is source. He's the source of all fatherhood. He's the source from which all fatherhood derives his name. So if you think that you are good and you do good for your children, how much more God? So God is not at any point in time in your life against you. The only thing that puts you or pitches you against God is pride. The only time God resists his own children is when they are proud. That's why you must make sure you fight against pride. 
it's never God's fault. Tell anybody, it's never God's fault. When you fail in a day of adversity, he loves you and he's for you. Hallelujah. It's never God's fault. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark 4, from verse 35 to 40. This is a very important scripture in the Bible that I think you should get to know. He says, and the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over onto the other side. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He told them, let us pass over to the other side. They were in the boat. Let's go to the other side. Next verse. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. So we're going together in a, in a convoy. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Next verse. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. The Bible was specific. He was asleep on a pillow. He was enjoying in the midst of the blowing winds and everything. Why? Because he had given a word that let us cross over to the other side. If he has given a word that let us cross over to the other side, what is going to happen? We are getting to the other side. This is God talking. What is your problem? Let us cross over to the other side. Then he went to bed. In the midst of the journey, winds blew. Waves. And they wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? This is the problem. Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Blaming him for something he did not cause. Is he the one who caused the waves to come? He's not the one who caused the waves to come. We are always blaming God for things he did not cause. The thief coming not to steal but to kill. Always remember that there's someone who doesn't like you. You see, don't be a child of God who is... Who is just moving around like an, ignor an, an ignoramus? There's, there's something wrong. It's like you don't know what is happening. You are a child if you think like that. You have chocomilo brain if you think like that. I tell you. Spiritually speaking. Yeah, because it's like you, you are not conscious of the fact that there's someone who does not like you. There's someone who hates you. There's someone who would want to destroy you and make sure you end up in the grave and in hell. Yeah, his name is Satan. And he knows how to do his job experience. Master, cares thou not that we perish? It's not his fault. They were blaming him for something he did not do. Look at the next verse. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. Is this something only Jesus can do? No. I say, yes, so are we now in this world. What he was able to do, we can do now. Jesus' life is a compendium of how the new life works. That is why we read about him. His life on earth is a show. It's a demonstration of what you have become. His life is a prototype of what you have become. So you too can rebuke the winds and tell the, the winds to be, to be peaceful and it will be peaceful. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Look at the next verse. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? Wow! Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They were blaming him. He was also blaming them for not having faith. <laughs> and this is the story of God and his children. Whilst you are blaming him, he's also saying that. Why don't you have faith? Why are you so fearful because of this wind that you have seen? What is wrong? Don't you know I put inside you the ability to calm the waves down? Wow. Wow. See, I'll never be afraid in my life. <laughs> Listen, you can't go up without gravity acting on you. The more you, you need, you need higher loss to be able to go up. You need the loss of flight to be able to go up. Yeah. Hallelujah. So don't blame God. He is looking up to you for your faith. He's looking up to you for what you can gather. He is there to help you. Remember. Always remember. Ask for him, he's there. If you don't know that he's there, you, that's where your first trouble starts. You must know that he's there. Yea, do I walk to the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no Why? For thou. You are confident in knowing that he's with us. For thou art with me. It's so clear that he's inside us. There are so many scriptures. Last week I mentioned so many of them. To let you know that he's inside. He's not somewhere. He's inside. And be confident in the knowledge of the fact that he's inside. Because he's inside me, I will not be afraid. Because he's inside me, no matter what comes, no matter the, the situation that comes, I know that I, I can be put over. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So you need, to, you need to find out about this faith thing. How does this thing work? Because it is showing up all the time. The fact that someone tried and it didn't work does not mean that you two it will not work for you. Hallelujah. What, does this, what, has, what has it got to do 
wait, what, what should I do? How should I put, how should I make it work? It's like going to write an exam knowing that a particular topic is going to come. And you keep swerving it. You keep overlooking it. Like you, you, you know it's going to come. But then you want to learn the ones that give you two marks. This is, a, this is one that will give you 18 marks. But you're looking at the ones that will give you two marks all the time. It doesn't make, why are you swerving this faith subject? Like when it's mentioned, then you are, it's, it should be God. God should do his own thing. Why is he putting it on us? Why shouldn't he put it on you? Wow. For whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. You overcome the world because you are born of God. Because you are a child of God, you overcome the world. Then it says, and this is the vision. This is what makes it real in your life. Practically in your life. And this is the vision that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Even our faith. What is faith? Because God has said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Therefore, I move because I know what he has said is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hmm. Jesus' work on the cross was a complete work. He did all that he was supposed to do for you and I. We are not, we are not lacking in any way, in any form. If you read in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, look at Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at the next verse. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12. Have you believed in him? He says, you shall not be ashamed in your life. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich upon all that call upon him. Have you seen the next verse? Verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you called upon him, you got saved. And that salvation that you got has everything that you require. The word saved, salvation, and all those things here is soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. Soteria. And it means, that's a Greek, it means health. First of all, it means deliverance. That's the first thing. Deliverance. So your salvation has catered for all the deliverance you ever need in your life. You don't need any prophet to deliver you from anything. My people perish because of the lack of knowledge. Jesus said, you err because you know not the scriptures. Let me show it to you. Matthew. Matthew 22, verse 29. Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered unto them, you do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. This is why we are struggling. This is why Christians are struggling, because we don't know the scriptures. Neither do we know the power of God. So there are so many errors. So much confusion in the system. So many Christians who will be in church on a Sunday morning, Monday they are in a certain prophet's house. Then Tuesday they are in another prophet's house. Then the Wednesday they are in another prophet's house. There's something wrong with you. It's like you don't like my message. I feel like going home. I'm going home. Do you like my message? Looking for solutions where they are not supposed to be looking for it from. The solution is in the Bible and it's with them, in their house, in their homes. But they will not read it. They will not read it. You are throwing your destiny away and looking for a certain prophet somewhere to say something to you. They don't have anything to say to your brother, I tell you. You don't have anything to say to you. If only you will get to the word, you'll be surprised at how much powerful you become. How powerful you become in the world. Yeah. You are looking for solutions where you are not supposed to. Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. I want to know the scriptures. Are you a child of God? Know your Bible. How come you are not reading the manual that comes with your life? The manual that comes with your life, you have thrown it away. You remember I said about the Casio calculator people? Yeah, those who didn't read the manual that came with the Casio calculator are the ones who filled the mass. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's read Isaiah 8, 19. You'll be surprised that it's in the Bible. Message, message version. When people tell you, try out the fortune tellers, consult the spiritualists, why not tap into the spirit, the spirit world? Get in touch with the dead. This is what people are doing. I tell you. The so-called prophets who are all over the place are into this. Semiras spiritual. Semiras spiritual. Uh-huh. Of I no rap spiritual. I don't think I won't mean rap spiritual. Tony, I'm a general. Of I, everyone of I, or rap spiritual. Spiritual, I better not come as him now. 
Sorry, those of you who are online who are not tree-speaking people. I'm sorry, it's for the tree-speaking people right now. Hallelujah. Next verse. Tell them no. We are going to study the scriptures. Tell them no. We are going to study the scriptures. People who try the other ways get nowhere at that end. Yeah, this is, this is what happens. You are going nowhere to happen. I tell you. We are going to tell them no. We are going to study the scriptures. Tell them about we are going to study the scriptures. Tell them about me and you, eh? We'll read Bible. And we'll understand Bible. And we'll know what to do. With the word. Yeah. Why are you allowing people to rob you of power? Jesus died on the cross to give you power. You are allowing people to rob you of this power. For no reason. They have so much power. Now people pay and all of that. They pay. You have to pay 500 Ghana cities. Someone said he was going to see his own pastor. And he had to pay 1,000 Ghana cities. What kind of nonsense is that? How, how would the people see you in the church? No, what, so if I'm coming to see you five times in a month, it means that that's 5,000 Ghana cities. That is not a pastor. That's a hireling. Jesus spoke about them. Hirelings. You have been hired. You are a hired person. You are not, you are not really for the Father. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? Tell me I'm preaching. I'm teaching the word. I tell you. We are going to study the scriptures. Listen, if you don't study the scriptures, someone will take... The day... You see, there's a, it's, it's like that too. If you read in prayer, this is not part of my notes, but I just want to mention it. Prayer chapter 8 talks about the neglect of wisdom. Those who neglect the word of God. Do you see? He says, if you neglect the word of God, there's a day coming when your trouble will come. And when your trouble comes, he says, I will laugh at you. The word of God says, I will laugh at you when your trouble comes. Wow. Can you show it to us? Praise one from verse 20. Wisdom cried without. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the word of God. Isn't it? Do you believe that wisdom is the word of God? Yeah. For of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. Christ is made unto us wisdom. He's the embodiment of wisdom. So whatever reference is made to wisdom in the Old Testament is with reference to the word. So go back to that place. In Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 1, 20. Wisdom cried without. She uttered her voice in the streets. Next verse. So wisdom is always crying out. She cried in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates. In the city she uttered her words saying. Sometimes you see people preaching in the market. Preaching. They're preaching all over the place. How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. And fools hate knowledge. Next verse. Turn you at my reproof. Like when I talk to you, turn. You are not reading the Bible. They're telling you the Bible. So it's one of those things. Uh, pastor is talking. You are in the Bible. You are in the Bible. You are in the Bible. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Next verse. Because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. Is there a time when the word of God does not work anymore for you? Because of the desperation you find yourself in. You are not, you can't, like the seed has to take about one month to grow. You don't have one month, you have two days or two hours. So something must happen. One minute. But you have, you have, but you have said that not all my counsel and will none of my, my reproof. Next verse, verse 26. I will also laugh at your calamity. The word of God says he will laugh at you when your calamity comes. I will mock you when, I will mock when your fear cometh. Can you imagine? That the word of God takes, takes his hands off at a point. Because it can't, it can't do much for you now. Because when you were supposed to be preparing for war in the time of peace, you were sleeping. The time of peace is a time for preparation of war. The fact that nothing is happening today does not mean that freedom, 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 freedom. That's not what it means. <laughs> I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Do you like my message? Next verse, verse 27. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, next verse, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Wow. What a shock. So now that there's peace, there's nothing happening around. Charlie, study the Bible. Meditate on the word. Fellowship with the Holy Ghost. This is the time to do it. 
So that when trouble comes, you, your seed would have grown already and you can pluck the fruit for yourself and enjoy in a time of trouble. Stop blaming God. Tell neighbor, stop blaming God. If you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. Isn't it? Yeah, your strength is small. So salvation has everything in it. Romans chapter 10 verse 10, like I was mentioning to you. The word salvation is soteria. It means deliverance. All the deliverance, deliverance that brought me to all these things. All the deliverance that you will need in your life has, been, has happened in Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Look at Colossians 1, 12 and 13. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. How many scriptures have you written so far? I'm giving you scripture. The reason why I quote a lot of scriptures when I'm preaching is so that you have something to meditate upon. So that you have something to refer to. So if you are here, you are not, you are not listening to what the, uh, is going on well. Sally, the Lord is watching. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give th- giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Next verse. Who has delivered us? Did he say who is going to deliver us? He says who has delivered us? So all the deliverance you need in your, in your life has happened in Christ. On the day Jesus died on the cross, your deliverance happened. There's nothing you need to be delivered from. If there's anything you need to be developed, delivered, delivered from, it's your lack of knowledge and the lack of the renewal of your mind. That is what you need. He says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So as far as God is concerned, we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are in the kingdom of his dear son. We are not outside of the kingdom of God. We are inside the kingdom of God. Even when you fall, you still fall on Mount Zion. We have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. We are in Mount Zion. We, are, we don't fall off Mount Zion at any point in time. We are on Mount Zion. We are born there. That's where we belong. That's where we stay. Salvation also means health. All the health you need in your life has been given to you. All the healing you need in your life has been given to you. It's all inside. No cancer heart out of hell is supposed to kill you. No diabetes heart out of hell is supposed to kill you. None of those things. When you see them in your, in your body, what do you do? Don't just sit down and start crying. It's like, oh, a death sentence has come. You'll be there. Death sentence has come, you will die. So you have a lot of Christians who are crying, wailing. It's not easy. It's not a joke. We have oncology people here. It's not a joke. It's not a small thing. I mean, I feel that you, guys, you are very bold. Sometimes when my wife comes and she's crying about a patient or two, I'm like, wow. You people are seeing things. It's not a small thing. Clap for them. They are doing very powerful work. If you joke with it, it will kill you. How does, how does it come? We don't know. People sleep and wake up and it's there. You should know that there's something spiritual behind the thing. Oh. There's something. Yeah. All sickness. So long as sickness does not bring you joy. There's nobody who is in pain who smiles. <laughs> nobody in pain smiles. Everybody in pain will cry. Anyone in pain will cry. Pain does not bring joy. So long as it does not bring you joy, it's not from God. It's not from God. And you should treat it as such that this is not from God. And you must attack it as such. Don't sit down and say that, oh, it's a small pain. <laughs> People, I know someone who said, my head, my head, my head, my head, my head. Five minutes time, the person was dead. Five minutes. The person was dead. Miti. Miti. Hey, miti. Hey, miti. Oh, miti, miti. Pa- five. Gone. I tell you. Yeah. There was a young guy in church. Young guy. One way in, our, in, the, in the other church in Asafo. Yeah, he was in church. Headache. It was headache. Headache. Miti. 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 Pa. The person was gone. Like I said last week. It is personal. These things are personal. Your church cannot save you. There is no church in this world that can save you. Your salvation is not because of any church. Do you see any church? Do you see any church in Romans chapter 10 verse 10? It's not the church you are in that prevents you from dying. It's not the church. It's not the pastor. Which pastor can prevent you from dying? Or prevent you from falling sick? What are you talking about? Which pastor? The pastor does not have anything. What he has is what is given to you. The word of God that is given to you is what he has. You better wise enough. Don't stop behaving like Oh, because I'm in this group, because I'm in this church, uh, we are whatever. Listen, uh, Christianity is not a, a name tag. Christianity is not a, a, a church. It's not a clique. It's not a cool, a cool. Eh? How do you say that in English? It's not an echo. Eh? It's not an echo. Do you understand what I'm saying? You better take the word of God for yourself. The devil has plans. When you are going to have your baby, as you are lying on the bed, that thing and you are pushing, push! One foolish demon-possessed nurse will come and come and do something and then you will just die. 
I tell you, or you lose your baby. Yeah. Someone very closely went to have a child. And when she finished giving, the baby came out. The afterbirth, the is the placenta and all those things inside was supposed to come, but it wasn't coming. And as soon as you can just put your hand in and swipe for it to come. The nurses didn't know. How can you not know? <laughs> no, how come you how come you don't know? What are you doing there? And the woman was just bleeding, you know her. She was just bleeding. And they had to take her from one hospital, Atashimota, all the way to a rich hospital for that to be taken out. And she was bleeding throughout. She nearly died. To God, she nearly died. When they got to the place, they just put their hand inside and took the thing. I'm like, ah, Charlie, where, where is this? The second time she was going to have a child, when she went there, the same nurse who didn't know, the same nurse who didn't know, was the one who was there in another hospital. Do you understand? Not in the same hospital. In another hospital. She went to, so because of the experience she had, she shared, this hospital will never go there. So she went to another hospital. When she got to that other hospital and was going to give birth, she saw that same nurse there. Hey! What a shock! <laughs> it's a mission, I tell you. <laughs> All the health you need in your life is in the Word. It's in the Word. Tell anybody it's in the Word. He has saved us and given us all that we need. All that we need for life and for godliness has been given. It's all in the Bible. It's all in the Bible. All the preservation that you require. Preservation from anything that will take your life away. Anything that will take your prosperity away. It's inside. It's inside. It's all inside. That is what salvation is it's all about. Second, look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise... Unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Have you seen it? Let's read from verse 14 into verse 15. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Next verse. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. The word salvation is soteria. It says the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. In other words, you through the scriptures, you can access all that is in salvation for you. All the healing that is in salvation for you, you can access it. All the help that is in salvation, is, is, you can be accessed through the scriptures. All the deliverance you require can be accessed through the scriptures. It says it's able to make you wise unto salvation. Unto benefiting from the salvation that you have. Through faith. Meaning that you can't delete faith from the thing. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Have you seen it? So what is the word of God for? What is the word of God? You see, Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. There are two important persons that Jesus left us with. He left us with, with, with the Holy Spirit and with the Word. If you read in John chapter 14, verse 15, 16, look at John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Next verse. And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he yet him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. This is the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit will dwell with you, and shall be in you. Isn't it? Is he in you? He's in us. He left us with the Holy Spirit. Very important. Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit about seven times. First of all, five times before he passed on. And twice after his resurrection. You can check it for yourself. There are so many. I don't want to point them out. It's too, it's too late. So many. He spoke about the Holy Spirit so many times. So many times. So many times. When he resurrected and he was living in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he told them, before he told them, don't depart from Jerusalem. Stay in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem. Go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it shall be witnesses unto me, in, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He says, don't, don't leave Jerusalem. Stay. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The word power is dunamis. Okay? Dunamis. And it means dynamic ability to cause changes. Ability to cause changes. No matter what's going on, you can change things. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit, which is inside you. Hallelujah. He made them know that the Holy Spirit is very important. And that you must, you must fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So if you read in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, he says, the, love of the, the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, or the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, please. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion. The word communion is fellowship. Fellowship. We have been called into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. What is fellowship? You see, I've been talking to you and you have been responding. 
with your head shaking and your shouts and your body movements and all that, you have, we've been communicating, we've been fellowshipping. If you have a beloved or you have a wife, you fellowship with your wife. You, so fellowship with the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. There's something speaking in tongues accomplishes. It is not, speak, it's not fellowship with the Spirit. Fellowship with the Spirit is learning to talk to God, learning to talk to the Holy Spirit, tete-a-tete, one-on-one. Greeting him in the morning. Worshipping him. Because he is God. And allowing him to help you. Doing things with him. Accomplishing things with him. In Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. He says that not by my say unto Zerubbabel. Go to Zechariah 4 verse 6. Then he answered and spoke unto me saying. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Saying not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. Without the Holy Ghost you can't accomplish things. Psalm 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Go to that place. Psalm 127. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Meaning that they will build. But because the Lord is not with them, or because they are not acknowledging the Lord, they will not have fruits. They will not have results. The fact that the Holy Spirit is in your life does not mean you shouldn't do anything. The Holy Spirit is a helper. So if you are doing a business, if you are selling uh, fried yam and pork, Hallelujah. There are some meals that will continue in heaven, I tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you are selling the fried rice, fried yam with pork. Okay? The Holy Spirit is to help you sell the fried yam with pork. And make it a very big business. He didn't say don't do the fried yam with pork. Do it. But as you are doing it, be conscious of the fact that he's doing it with you, with you. He's your helper. He's helping you. He helps you. He's not the doer. He's the helper. Don't make him the doer. Don't pray and just sit there and not do anything. As you are praying, you are doing. As you are doing, you are praying. And vice versa. Do you understand? Don't be a lazy Christian who doesn't do anything but pray from morning to evening. Are you a pastor? That is the job of the pastor. It's not your job. Are you a pastor? When we ask, what are you doing? Oh, pastor, I'm praying. I'm praying. You are praying. You have been praying for the last seven years. We've not seen anything in your life. Very soon, when I, when I buy a car, you come and come and fight me. That I've used your money to buy the car. If you have bought a car yourself, you wouldn't have minded what I, I do with whatever. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. Waketh but in vain. So he didn't say he shouldn't watch. He should watch but with the, with the spirit, with the Lord. Not by might. It doesn't mean that there's no might. There's might. But it's not because of the might. Not by power. It doesn't mean there's no power. There's power. But by my spirit. The Holy Spirit is to help you for your might to become explosive. For your power to become explosive. For your knowledge to become explosive. For you to, whatever you touch must work. Through the spirit. Please, you understand? The Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our divine paraclete. Our standby. The one who goes with us. Our comforter. Comforting us in times of trouble. Helping us reveal the word of God to us. That's his job. Okay? And you must learn to follow, talk with him. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues has his role. If I'm talking about that, I'll talk about that. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about fellowshipping with the Spirit. Okay? Fellowshipping with the Spirit and fellowshipping with the Word. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, look at 1 Corinthians 1, verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of a son, Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? Our Lord. We've been called to have fellowship with Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Jesus Christ is the Word. So he's showing you that we have been called into fellowship with the Word as well. So we have fellowship with the Word and fellowship with the Spirit. Please, you see it. The Word of God does not function without the Spirit. And the Spirit of God does not function without the Word. Last week I taught you that the, the language of the Spirit is the Word. The Word of God is the language of the, of the Holy Spirit. You can't say the Holy Spirit is speaking to you without the Word. The Holy Spirit will not tell you to go and slap somebody. Because the Word of God does not tell us to slap people. The Holy Spirit will not tell you to insult somebody. Because in the word of God, we are not taught to, to insult anybody. The Holy Spirit will not teach you to not forgive. Because in the word of God, we are taught to forgive. So you can't say, why are you not forgiving this person? The Holy Ghost spoke to me. Yeah. Not by mind, not by power. Yeah. But by my spirit, says the Lord. I was in the spirit when the Lord spoke to me. This one, I'm not forgiving. No, that's not what the Bible said. So the, word, the Holy Spirit does not... He does not go contrary to the word. If you have someone talking to you, a spirit talking to you, and it's going contrary to the word, you should know that it's not the Holy Ghost. It's an evil ghost. And you have to be smart about it. So he spoke about the, the Holy Spirit. Then he spoke about the word. Jesus spoke about the word. It's called the upper room discourse. From John chapter 13, 
all the way to John chapter 17. Jesus spoke about that his final, those were his final words before he died. Okay? So if you read in John chapter 14 from verse 20, look at John 14, 20. He spoke about the, the spirit. I've spoken to you about the spirit already, right? Then he started talking about the word as well. These two important personalities that we need for our lives. He left us with the spirit and left us with, with his word. And that, at that day, you shall know that I am in the Father and, the, and ye in me, and I in you. He says, at that day, that is today, you shall know that I am in my Father and you in me, and I in you. Do we know that now? We know that now. Hallelujah. Next verse. He that has my commandments or my words and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He says, the one who has my words. Who has a physical Bible? Now we all use spiritual Bibles. Uh -huh. Thank you very much. God bless you. I'm grateful. You have the word. So you can be walking through town with it. It's in your bag. It's under your pillow. He that has my word. You have, you have right? You ask your neighbor, do you have the word? You got the word? You got the word? Ask the other neighbor, you got the word? Uh -huh. Gotten the word is not enough. Thank you. He says, he that has my word and keepeth them. Keepeth them where? In the midst of his heart. And keepeth them. The fact that you don't remember what Jesus said is a problem. Yes. Or Jesus is loved by only pastors. Are there portions of the Bible where they've written for pastors' use? Pastors only. Read not. And when you are trying to read this, a hand comes out of it and slaps you. Pop. Is there anything like that? Oh, the Bible is for you and I. He says, the one who has my commandments and keepeth them in his heart. He it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You will never have a manifestation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You will never have a, a consciousness of his presence with you and in you when you don't keep his word. He manifests himself to those who keep his word. So some Christians who say, oh, they say we speak in tongues. We spoke in tongues. Nothing happened. We did this. Nothing happened. You've not learned how to keep his word. How do you keep his word? Through meditation. Read the Bible. Meditate on it. Pick scriptures and start thinking about it. Catch yourself thinking about the word. What do you catch yourself thinking about? What do you catch yourself thinking about? Is it a lady's bottoms? Is it your job only? Is it your children only? Is that all that comes into your mind? Is it your marriage? Is that all that you're thinking about? You must catch yourself thinking about God's word. Like when you, when you watch, ah, what was I thinking about? Oh, I was thinking about John 11.35. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Then you have really started. I tell you. Ignore the word and suffer. That's what the Bible says. Look at the next verse. Judas saith unto him, not his kind Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Next verse, verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. I thought the Father loves all of us. Behold, what one of love the Father has bestowed upon all of us. He loves all of us. But the ones who keep his word have another kind of love from, from the Father. He says, my Father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Is he not in us? Is Jesus not in us? Is Christ, Christ not in us? Christ is in us already. But the manifestation of the consciousness of Christ in you happens when you take the word of God seriously. That is when you know that you know that you know. You have confidence that he's in me. His, so he will make, says he will make, will make our abode. We will make our home. He will be our address. If anybody needs any solution, he, that, you will be an address for people to have solutions. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he left us with the word and the spirit. Now the word of God does not work on his own. And the spirit of God does not work on his own. The, the Holy Spirit works on the, on the word of God for the word of God to make sense to you. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't understand the word. Some people read the Bible and get confused. And say that God does not, God is confused. How come he, say this, he says this here, he says this, that, that here. Why is the Bible, whatever. So many people say all kinds of things. It's because there's no Holy Spirit helping them to understand the word. If you're reading John chapter 14, we're in 14 now. Go to verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you what? All things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So who brings the word of God to your remembrance? Who brings the word like Jesus has spoken? Who teaches you? The Holy Spirit. So you can't open your Bible without talking to the Holy Spirit to teach you. When you open your Bible, the Holy Spirit help you understand the word of God. You see, the word of God is in two aspects. There's a logos of the word and there's a realm of God. The realm of the word. Okay? The logos is the written word. This is the Bible, the book that you hold. 
or what's on your tablet or your phone. That's the rema. It's the written word of God. It's the word of God in capsule, capsule form. Do you see? But to contact the content, the content is the rema. It's the spoken word of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, amplified. For the word that God speaks, not the word that God has written or has been written, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it what? Active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. So the logos of God is the written word, but inside the logos of, of God is the spoken word of God. The rema is the spoken word of God. Rema is what? The spoken word of God. And it is the spoken word of God that you need to put you on, to put you over in every single challenge of life. The Bible itself will not do much for you. You need to contact life in the Bible. How? Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. So when he speaks the word of God to you, it is alive. It becomes alive and full of energy. Please, you understand what I'm saying? The Logos is just a capsule. But the Rema is what puts you over. When Jesus was tempted by the devil in the desert. Jesus would say it is written. The devil also say it is written. You say it is written. The devil also says because the devil can quote scriptures. You're not the only one who knows the scriptures. He's been around for a very long time. He was there when they were writing it. So he knows it. So he can quote it. He quoted Jesus several, on several occasions. That what put Jesus over was what Jesus said at the final part. Luke chapter 4. Let's read verse 14. Okay, let's read from verse 3 to verse 4. Go to 3 to 4. Luke 4, 3 to 4. King James, please. Then the the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, and the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Next verse. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Have you seen it? Go to the next verse. And the devil taking him unto an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Next verse. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee hand, get, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Next verse. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For, next verse. For it is written, so he also started it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands shall, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Verse 12. And Jesus answered said unto him, it is said. He didn't say it is written anymore. The word it is said, it is spoken. The spoken word, the rema of God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And the devil left him. So your victory over the devil and over in life is, does not lie in the logos. It lies in the rema. And guess what? How does the rema come to? The rema comes through the action of the Holy Spirit. Please, you understand? Without the action of the Holy Spirit, you, he, the, the word of God, show, the logo shows us what to do to contact the life. So you have people reading the Bible, but they are getting confused. They are reading the Bible, but they are not advancing in any way because they don't contact life whenever they, they just get the capsule. They don't get the content. The content is the most important thing. He has said, Hebrews chapter 13 from verse 5 to verse 6, he has said so that we may boldly say, God says, if God does not say, you have no business saying anything. Please, you understand? Without the, the, the word of God coming to you alive, it's not going to work. So you need Rema. You need the Rema of God to put you over. Hallelujah. And you can't get Rema without the Holy Spirit. Go back to John. Let's read John 16 from verse 12. I have, I have yet many things to say unto you. Have you seen it? I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Next verse. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, that is the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all what? Truth. What is truth? The word. So the Holy Spirit's job is to guide you into the word. And when he guides you into the word, you make contact with the life in the word for you to have success in every single aspect of your life. So the wisdom you need is inside the word and it's inside your spirit. The health you need is inside the word, it's inside your spirit. But it's in capsule form in the word. You need the Holy Spirit to quicken it up for you. To be able to have the health in you, show forth. And have the health in you, the wisdom in you, show forth. The glory in you, show forth. The grace in you, show forth. Do you understand? Yeah. Huh. So never read your Bible without the Holy Spirit. When you open your Bible, dear Holy Spirit, help me understand. Help me understand. Show me what to read. How should I read it? And you'll be surprised that he will start guiding you. You read, sometimes you can read the Bible. You can read the whole chapter. 
and you don't remember how you move from verse 2 to verse 5, to verse 25. You are reading like a newspaper. You are just contacting capsules. No life. In John 6, 63, Jesus said that it is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who quickens or gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The, the, the word words here is rema. The rema, the spoken word, not the logos, the spoken word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. If you want to contact life, you need the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, it will not be quickened for you. Please, you understand? Do you agree that you need the word to put you over in life? Do you agree that you need the Holy Spirit to put you over in life? Read the word with the Spirit. Talk to him. And you will know. You see, don't say that, oh, I don't know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Who, who doesn't know the voice of his mother? Do you know your, the voice of your mother? If your mother stands outside and, and shouts your name, will you know it's your mother who is talking? Even children know. How much more you? So long as you are born of God, you hear his voice. And you know his voice. He says, strangers will not hear my will not they will not respond to strangers. My sheep hear my voice. Are you his sheep? If you are a sheep, then you hear his voice. He will talk to you, and you will know that it is him who is talking to you. And he will show you to contact life. You can read the word and have healing. You can read the word and have wisdom, great wisdom, ideas. Ideas come to you. One woman was struggling, she didn't have money. A pastor told her to go and fast and pray with the word and taught her what I'm teaching you now. As she was reading the Bible, she got to a place where the Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. The Holy Spirit told her that this is what you need. Sell salt. Now she's a millionaire. She's a dollar millionaire of salt. She's one of the first people who started doing hydrated salt in this world, in this world in which we are living. Everybody's eating hydrated salt now. Do you think she's not a millionaire? She's a millionaire. Another person was reading the Logos. God quickened something for he saw uh, he, he was reading and John the Baptist was dressed in a leather ghetto and then he saw leather do leather works she started doing leather bags, leather belts, leather shoes leather, anything leather, she started doing it her shops are all over in New York I'm talking about people from Yongicho's church millionaire, in that church they have 50,000 millionaires in one church dollar millionaires because of what, what I'm teaching you now as at 1990, this is 1998 information. What I'm telling you now is 1998. I don't know what's happening now. So you will never go down in your life. See, I found out what to do. I know what to do. Do you know what to do now? Have you been taught what to do? See, I know, my, I know what to do. I cannot lose my way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up and just thank God for what you shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.